Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Uh, this the team right now is not playing with the same personality uh, as our past teams the last four years, and. Um, we got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days. And, uh, you know, rotations, um, roles, all those things are, are you know, <laughs> there's going to be some changes. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide open Wednesday today as we've talked a lot about everything going on in the sports world as much as we can. And uh, it's been a fun one. Middle of the week and getting ready for the weekend as we're in the final, not the final stretch, but at least the second half of the week, getting ready for the weekend. And did want to uh, relay the message on because it was asked about the NCAA ruling on multi-transfers because there was a hearing going on as whether or not the NCAA would continue to bar transfers who have transferred multiple times to not be immediately eligible. Well, the chaos gets more chaotic because the NCAA has officially ruled that players can become immediately eligible regardless of how many multi-transfers that they've had. So at least at this point in time, and we'll see how it does play out, but at least the way it's written right now, you can have players that transfer many times and they're going to be immediately eligible without having to sit out a year. So I'm sure that'll make everything's and everybody's life so much easier, but wanted to pass that along because I know we talked about it earlier today, but we know there was some news, of course, with the Razorback football team in the transfer portal. It's always fun to see who Arkansas is getting, but also sad at times to see who's leaving. In some cases, people don't really care. But one of the things that was some big news that happened with Rocket Sanders is that he's going to South Carolina, and it's not the only connection of people leaving Arkansas for South Carolina, both players and coaches. So let's talk about that as well as a lot more as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up show here on Out of Bounds and does all things for South Carolina, talking about the Gamecocks. And Chris, as always, dude, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? What's going on, guys? Doing well. I appreciate you having me, John. You know, it's funny. I, I thought a couple of days ago when you and I last spoke, I thought there was a chance we might be having this conversation, whether it be on record or off record. But uh, obviously coming to fruition this morning with Rocket Sanders landing in Columbia. And like you mentioned, man, there's kind of becoming this, this interesting connection between the two schools with Justin Stepp, Dowell Loggins, Trey Knox last year, and now Rocket Sanders coming over. And as you and I both know, there was even some K.J. Jefferson chatter a week or so ago. So uh, the Fayetteville to Columbia connection is, is certainly one that is becoming valuable for, for South Carolina, undoubtedly. So just talking with Rocket Sanders at this point in time, what's been the reaction of South Carolina fans with the addition of Rocket Sanders? Because didn't have a great year this last year, battled injury, but Arkansas's offense in general was not that great. But just how's the reaction been overall for South Carolina fans and getting the addition of Rocket Sanders? John, I would say the reaction has been pure jubilation. You know, South Carolina was a team last year that, you know, I can take you all the way back to this time last year in the transfer portal, right? They were gutted. I mean, Marshawn Lloyd transferred to Southern Cal, a former running back. Jaheim Bell went to Florida State. Jordan Birch went to Oregon. 
Uh, Gilbert Edmond, another edge player, also went to FSU, and they weren't able really to, I think, restock and replenish those losses. And I think you saw that over the 2023 season, right? I think South Carolina and Arkansas were sort of similar in the sense that their offensive lines were their undoings on the offensive side of the football. But let's just face it, John, the Gamecocks did not have SEC-caliber bodies in their backfield. Mario Anderson was a really nice surprise in the second half of the 2023 season. He was a guy that transferred in from Division II Newberry, and actually ran for over 700 yards. But, I mean, they, they were scrambling over the summer and going into fall camp to find who is their true RB1, RB2, et cetera. And you really just didn't feel like they had a real, true, legitimate SEC uh, starting running back, if you will. With Rocket Sanders, that is not the case. I know you and I talked off air. I've talked with some others as well. You just watch his tape and look at the numbers. And, of course, the Gamecocks went to Fayetteville back in 2022, so we saw it firsthand. I mean, when he's healthy, he's as good as any running back in college football. All SEC guy back in 2022. He's not just a physical runner with, with speed. He can catch the football out of the backfield. I, I, I think I was told he was actually a wide receiver recruit coming out of high school, so he's got that natural catching ability. So he can do a little bit of everything. So the reaction, John, certainly is, is excitement. It is uh, anticipation already for 2024. It's kind of funny how – Picking up one guy like that can kind of pick your fan base up off the mat after a disappointing five and seven season. But you know, certainly what Rocket Sanders can bring to the running back room and the offense as a whole, there's great excitement in Columbia, and I think fans have high expectations and high hopes for for what he can be as the RB one. Getting a player like Rocket, a talented player, is also you know is always going to help your team. Uh, but as far as South Carolina, what are the biggest positions of need for them? Well, I would say running back was certainly one of them, guys. You know, about 12 hours before the Rocket Sanders commitment, they also got Oscar Attaway from North Texas, a guy that is a veteran player, had a really good career for the Mean Green, and, and somebody who I expect to bolster that running back room. Uh, I would say wide receiver, which they've started to address that. You know, added Jaden McGowan, the Vanderbilt transfer today, added a guy, Jared Brown, from Coastal Carolina as well, who had had a pretty solid career for the Chanticleers. Um, you know, it's funny you ask me that question, what are the biggest positions of need? And and there are certainly some that are more so than others, but, you know, you guys know this, right? After you go 4-8 and eight or 5-7, and seven, I don't think you're in a position to turn down any talented football player who wants to come play for your school, right? I mean, you're, it's, it's kind of – your doors are open to anybody who's interested you think can help your football team. Um, you know, I think adding another wide receiver is a priority, guys. I, I think adding a quarterback or two. Now, I'm not sure it's going to be K.J. Jefferson – a guy of that caliber, but adding a couple quarterbacks for depth, I think they feel really good about the Norris Sellers as their starter next year, but he is a redshirt freshman. He played in just two or three games this year, did not play a lot. They're going to be handing the keys over to the youngster. And and outside of that, the only guy in that room to push him is a true freshman that's going to be inserting himself and a quarterback that has transitioned to wide receiver. So I think you want to add, you know, A.J. Swan was on campus yesterday visiting. I think that'd be a good one of veteran presence that can push him. Uh, you know, can provide competition in the room because we all know, guys, iron sharpens iron. I-, I think adding another tight end could be beneficial. I think they want to do that. And the defensive side, guys, they've got to shore up the defensive front, specifically the edge position. That was a position of weakness for them. Uh, really anything in the front seven, defensive line, I, I think they would-, they would take a quality body. Of course, they had LT Overton, the Texas A&M transfer on campus, a guy I believe was a former five-star prospect. So, uh, I would say, guys, right now the top priorities on defense, you look at edge and offensively, I think adding another wide receiver and then the offensive line as well. I, I know they feel really good about the way they're recruiting, but guys, in this win-now world, can you bank on true freshmen to come in and start on the offensive line in the SEC? Probably not. I think adding two or three quality power five bodies up front on the offensive side is a priority as well. So, Chris, uh, just looking at another connection, you mentioned Dow Loggins, and you know, we talked about it a lot last year when he made the move from Arkansas to South Carolina and how it would play out. Just now that you've seen a year, and with Spencer Rattler and everything, how do you grade the job that Dow Loggins did in his first year as the offensive coordinator over there at South Carolina? That's a good question, John. I'd probably give Dowell a grade, probably C plus, B minus, if you will. I mean, I think you really, you know, my, my, my prediction, John, before the season, because, of course, you and I, we, we love to make picks and predictions and give our thoughts on things. But, you know, over the summer, I, I said that I thought the offense would be better. I mean, here's the thing. Dowell Loggins is 110% an upgrade from what Marcus Satterfield was at South Carolina. 
Western Nebraska fans love to hear that because he's currently their OC. But Loggins was absolutely an upgrade, right? I think we saw that in Spencer Rattler and his play and the improvement. And, you know, it looked like the game slowed down for him. He made much better decisions. And I think we really saw the best version of Spencer Rattler for most of the 2023. I said all summer, John, that I really thought what fans would come to realize as the season progressed is that, you know, no OC can scheme around a bad offensive line. And that's just what South Carolina had, right? So it was really tough to judge Dabble Loggins and to hold him accountable for all of the struggles the offense had because my biggest fear was when they played a defense where there was a mismatch in the trenches, which was often, and they were forced to be one-dimensional, they were going to struggle. And guess what, John? They did. They struggled when they were one-dimensional. But I thought you saw Dabble Loggins really open things up. I mean, obviously what Xavier Leggett turned into at the wide receiver position and what he did with Spencer Rattler specifically, I think is what jumps out. But admittedly, guys, I, I would say that Dabble Loggins, yes, he's an improvement for Marcus Satterfield. Is he the long-term answer? Is he, a, is he an elite offensive coordinator at the collegiate level? I think that's yet to be determined. I think the jury is still somewhat out on Dabble. And I think, guys, his tenure is really going to be judged off of what does he do with Lenora Sellers, more than likely the starting quarterback next year. This guy was a prized four-star recruit, got in a couple of times, like I mentioned, this past season, had a really nice, uh, passing touchdown against Furman, had a really nice rushing rushing touchdown against Vanderbilt, where you at least just saw the potential, right? He's got the size. He's, got the build. he's kind of built like a K.J. Jefferson, right? Can throw the football, can run the football. I think what Dowell does with him, that's how fans will judge him. But I, I would probably say, again, I, I would say a C-plus, B-minus grade, where there were some positives, but I'm not ready to sit here and say that, you know, he's the long-term answer in Columbia or, you know, he's an elite SEC coordinator, if you will. Sometimes uh, you see units get better, you see teams get better as the season goes on, and units specifically a lot of times with the offensive line, maybe they'll change the philosophy where they were dropping back, passing quite a bit, and then they wanted to focus on run the ball, and it made the offensive line improve. Did you see any kind of flashes from that offensive line, and and where, where do they currently stand as far as returning players? Yeah, I would say certainly from the young guys, you, you saw flashes. Guys like Big Tree Babalade out of the tackle spot, Trovon Bow, who was a true freshman. Both those guys were, guys were that I mentioned. Katavia Shivers as well. He was a true freshman because guys, what they did last year is they went out in the transfer portal and you know it really started back in the spring game. Guys, the tone was set back when Jalen Nichols, your starting left tackle, was injured in the spring game, and it just seemed like that set off this chain reaction of injury here, injury there. I mean, guys, at one point they had. 10 offensive linemen out with injury. And I hate to use the injury excuse because every team gets banged up, every team has injury, but it's something that you have to mention because there's not many teams in college football that could withstand that and uh, and overcome that on the offensive front, if you will. So I think some of those young guys they're really excited about, you know, they basically bring back everybody, guys. I know Nick Gargiulo, who was the Yale transfer, uh, who was solid for them this year. I'd say not great, but solid. He's applying, I think, for a seventh year of eligibility. I think outside of that, though, they bring basically everyone back. So you can look at that one of two ways, guys, right? I mean, experience is one of those uh, most overrated things in college football to a degree where it's like you bring back the same group of guys, and you're like, okay, uh, you have more experience. They should be better. They should take a step forward. At the same time, you can say to yourself, well, this is the same group that played like they did the year prior. So you know, I think they're expecting a lot of those young guys to take a step forward. I think they're expecting some of those transfers they got last year that this was their first year of SEC ball to take a step forward. And, guys, here's the good news for South Carolina. I don't think their offensive line can be worse. I, I really don't. I don't say that to be funny or make a joke. I really just don't know that they can be much worse. Uh, they've also got a great recruiting class coming in, Josiah Thompson, Cam Pringle, two guys that if they're not both five stars, they should be on the offensive line. Uh, so, I mean, they feel really, really good about what they're building up front. It's just how much youth do they have to mix in with some of that returning experience. So, guys, I, I would say this: it looks up for the offensive line to improve next year. How they put those pieces together, we shall see. But certainly they're going to be leaning on some young talent to make those quick improvements from 2023 to 2024. Speaking with Chris Phillips of Spurs Up Show here on Out of Bounds. Now, Chris, I was interested. We were talking about with South Carolina. There was kind of some – uh, correlation there with both Arkansas and South Carolina 
not really living up to the expectation that everybody had. I mean, South Carolina's picked to finish third in the SEC East preseason and finishing 5-7, and seven, missing out on a bowl game. Here at Arkansas, people wanted Pittman fired. They were very mad, upset. And then they hire Petrino, and then everything just turns on its head and everyone's excited again. How did fans in South Carolina feel about Shane Beamer, about the job he's done, and uh, heading into this offseason? Are they being excited enough because of the recruiting and because of the things that they're adding, like you mentioned? Or were there a lot of people very upset and frustrated and wanted change? Yeah, John, I'll take you back, actually, to the end of year two, right after those wins over Tennessee and Clemson and last offseason. I, I would have told you, John, that Shane Beamer was untouchable, right? He was a guy that uh, the fan base absolutely adored. You couldn't even say one slightly critical thing without fans jumping down your throat, flooding your mentions on social media, if you will. But this season, John, was a great reminder that no coach is immune to the effects of losing. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the goodwill you've, you've built. It doesn't matter the culture you've instilled. If you start losing games, and you start losing games at a high cliff, and you start losing games in ugly fashion, again, you guys saw this in Fayetteville, they'll turn on you, and they'll turn on you in a heartbeat. And again, no coach is immune to what can happen when the losses start to pile up. And Guys, it was after the Tennessee game this year, because as you mentioned, the expectations were sky high, right? I, I didn't see a lot of Gamecock fans. Uh, the Fanatics, for sure, picking less than eight wins. Most people thought matching last year's win total, getting to nine and three, maybe scratching double digits. That was the goal, right, for South Carolina. Heck, I was labeled by some as negative for picking a seven and five season, and I did that because I was concerned about the issues in the trenches. What was it going to look like up front, which we obviously saw how it played out. Um, after the Tennessee game, guys, I, I was stunned. I, I could not believe after that game. That's when some of the chatter, I thought, really started in the fan base of, hey, is Shane Beamer the guy? What direction is the program going? Then the loss to Florida happened at williams Bryce Stadium where you blew a 10-point lead in the last five minutes or so. Then the chatter increased. Then you lost four in a row. Then the chatter increased. And so uh, that was certainly an you know, a feeling, an unsettled feeling in the Gamecocks fan base, and I think there still is, but guys, I think this fan base still is is so behind Shane Beamer. They believe in Shane Beamer because Beamer obviously has this infectious personality that I think the fan base really resonates with, right? You hear it in press conferences, and obviously he's a really emotional guy that, you know, you can tell it resonates with fans. It resonates with the diehard fans for sure. So, Guys, I think there's pressure. I mean, I've said it many times. I think his seat's warm going into 2024. I think he's going to get till 2025 at minimum uh, because hiring a guy like Shane Beamer, you knew it was a roll of the dice. He's never been a head coach before. I think he's going to get a little bit of a longer leash than maybe at some other programs you would. But, again, I say that while also recognizing no coach is immune to the effects of losing. And as much as South Carolina fans may like a coach or relate to a coach, they don't like to lose. And so if those losses continue to pile up, I think you're going to hear that chatter grow louder and louder and louder and questioning the future of the program. So I would say, John, to answer your question shorthand, the fan base is still fully behind Shane Beamer, but I think there's more questions and there's more skepticism and there's more of a show-me mode than we've ever seen during his tenure in Columbia. Who are some of the other players you feel good about the audition through the transfer portal? Yeah, so I mentioned the Coastal Carolina wide receiver, Jared Brown. I think that's a good one. You go back and look at his numbers, sort of a speedster guy. I think he can fill in and play a role in the slot for South Carolina. I know we've already obviously touched on Rocket Sanders, so I'll skip over him. Uh, Oscar Attaway, the running back from North Texas, I mentioned him, but he is somebody I think that brings a veteran presence to that running back room and I think can provide a really nice one-two punch for South Carolina if he is indeed the number two running back, if you will. They've got a youngster that played this year, true freshman, that people are high on in Dontavious Braswell, and they're adding a kid, Matthew Fuller, in recruiting a four-star. So, but I think what he does for depth, positive for them. Um, Jaden McGowan, you know, coming over from Vanderbilt, I think that's a big one. Um, you know, a guy that did not have a touchdown this year, guys, but if you go back and look at his numbers, and, you know, over two seasons at Vanderbilt, 80 catches. He's averaged over 10 yards per catch at Vandy, so he is a big play threat down the field and maybe with a little bit of a better situation, better team, if you will. No slight the Commodores, but a better situation. Maybe you see those numbers increase. So I, I think he's a positive addition. But, you know, guys, back to what we started the conversation with, the needle mover is Rocket Sanders, right? I mean, that, that's the big one to this point. I think there's still some other big fish out there. But when you land a guy that's got SEC experience, you know, high-level experience in the SEC, like this ain't a guy that's just played. This is a certified dude that's been an all-SEC caliber player. 
Uh, and when he's healthy, again, guys, he's one of the best running backs in the SEC, if not all of college football. So uh, those are a couple guys. And I'll say this, too. We've been I'm talking about the pickup portal. But, guys, I know you'd agree. Some of your greatest recruiting wins are getting guys back on campus because I, we all know and accept it. At this point in college football, you're basically just signing one-year agreements, right? When you got your collectives announcing that this player is back and that player's back, you it, it really does feel like the, the free agency market in college football. But, uh, you know, they got some key defenders back, key guys on the defensive side of the football. They got Josh Simon back at tight end. Um, you know, so, so they brought back some really key pieces for sure. But, I mean, I, I think Rocket Sanders is to this point the needle mover, and uh, they still got some big pieces out there they're trying to land. For what you get out of here, we just got about a minute, Chris. Uh, SEC schedule gets revealed tonight. Uh, we know who everybody's playing, but what do you make of South Carolina's SEC schedule, and uh, how do you think it plays out tonight for the Gamecocks? Yeah, John, I'm really excited, first off, to take it all in and, and view the schedule. And I know we've already got a couple of leaks out there. Uh, from the South Carolina perspective, it, it's really weird, obviously, not having Georgia, Florida, or Tennessee on the schedule. That's the first time, guys, that's happened since 1991. And I know we're going away from east and west, but South Carolina's 2024 schedule, it feels like an SEC West schedule, right? There's no Arkansas, but you get Texas A&M, you get LSU, you get Ole Miss. I mean, it, it's, it's a gauntlet, guys. you got to go to Alabama to Oklahoma. So, I mean, <laughs> Lenora Sellers, first-year starter in the SEC, he is going to have his work cut out for him, to say the least. And, now nah, again, guys, really excited to take it all in and check out the 24 schedule and pumped about what it means that Oklahoma and Texas are in the league as well. we got some great matchups setting up in 2024. Well, Chris, man, really appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. You can follow all of his stuff over at Spurs Up Show. Does a great job on the digital platform as well as on the website as well. So, Chris, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. Enjoy portal season, man, and we'll catch up with you later down the road. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Happy holidays to you and yours, and we'll chat again soon. All right, appreciate it. Chris Phillips joining us once again, and we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll have more Out of Bounds, more of your phone calls and text messages, and keep it moving on a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. basketball season, you can hear Caleb Battle when he checks in with the guys on Morning Mayhem. It's made possible by Edwards Food Giant. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people. The only stop you'll have to make for all your family's grocery needs. Caleb Battle on your home for Arkansas Razorbacks basketball, 103.7 The Buzz. Last night in college basketball, there were just two ranked teams in action and both won. First up, Tennessee took care of business, beating Georgia Southern 74-56. Then Duke beat Hofstra 89-68. Duke big man Kyle Filipowski had a near triple-double with 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. Elsewhere, Arkansas Pine Bluff lost to South Florida 104-86. Tonight, Little Rock will host UT San Antonio at the Jack Stevens Center. Tip for that game is set for 6.30. It can be streamed on ESPN+. Radio coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. And Arkansas State will hit the road to take on Louisville. Tip for that game is set for 7. Coverage is on the ACC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, it's Matt Zimmerman for Telco Federal Credit Union. Getting a home improvement loan with Telco Federal Credit Union is, well, pretty simple. You can have the money as fast as the very next day. Borrow up to $25,000 with no lien on your home, the lowest rates in Arkansas, and no closing costs. Now you will have access to funds for home improvements. The local team at Telco Federal Credit Union will find the right loan, the lowest rate, and make the process easy. Stop in, log on, or call 501 375 5321. This holiday season, find all kinds of deals at Target. Discover sweet deals on toys and small appliances, big deals on clothing and beauty, plus so much more. At Target, get what you need for the holidays. Find new deals each week for everyone on your list and get it all fast with free drive ups, score low prizes, and great deals all season long. Now at Target. Exclusions apply. You're a man with a plan. I know. You'll propose to her on that family trip in front of everyone. Brilliant. I know. You know the trip is only a month away. But 
I don't have a ring. Luckily, there's GageDiamonds.com with engagement rings in every style for every budget with certified natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, and moissanite. Can I finance it? Gage lets you buy the ring today and pay for it over time with our no-credit-needed financing. Brilliant. Yes, we are. GageDiamonds.com. We're engagements. Middle name. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. It's Dee Dee with Ava Bella Day Spa. It's Christmas time again. We have our Jingle Bell special, which is $100, and that's an entire facial treatment. We also have our wonderful Christmas time special. You get a stress reliever massage, a peppermint scalp massage, and a foot scrub, all for $125. Just go to avabelladayspa.com, click on Instant Gift Certificates, and you can purchase it right there. Send it to your recipient or print it out. Happy Holidays! Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Matt Steele in Bryant, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Justin Stewart in Malvern today. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Dean's going to throw and it's intercepted at the 15. Spence has picked it off and he's going to go the distance. 50, 40, 30, 20. Brad Spence to the house. And intercepts in return for a score 85 yards in his first game as a Razorback. How about that? On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. And folks, I got to tell you, though, with the holiday season fast, fast, fast approaching, we're talking about a week and a half until Christmas. Looking for any last minute ideas for the Christmas gift? How about going to Guatney Chevrolet and getting a brand new Chevrolet for your loved one? Or maybe for yourself. Maybe you want to buy for it. Well, they got plenty of inventory, so buy the whole family one if you'd like. And they also have a bunch of different types of vehicles to choose from, whether it's the Chevy Silverado, the Chevy Equinox, the Chevy Traverse. They got it all. And since they have so much inventory, they're going to always make sure that they give you the best deal around. Now, we talk about the inventory. We talk about the types of vehicles. But when it comes to buying a vehicle, you always want to make sure it's done with someone that you trust, that you feel good about, and that they'll make sure that they take care of you, not only when you're making the sale, but also after the sale. And that's what makes Guatney Chevrolet Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. They have an award-winning sales staff that's going to help you out. And then on top of that, once you buy your vehicle and you're going to need that low required maintenance that may have in oil changes, everything that you could possibly need, they have an award-winning service staff to help you that with that as well. So it's the best of all worlds. And it's very conveniently located right there in Jacksonville. So for you that have been thinking about getting that new vehicle or maybe with the weather getting a little bit colder and the climate going to be changing a little bit, maybe some snow, you need just something a little bit more durable, a bit more reliable, Guani Chevrolet is the only place that you need to check out. So check them out today over there off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, also at 1301 TP White Drive. You can shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com where you can browse their inventory that way. But no matter what it is, when it comes to all of your vehicle needs, do it with the best in the business. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. It's a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, and we are moving through it. And also want to remind everybody that uh, we're going to be live from Guatney Chevrolet on Friday, doing a live show from there. So Looking forward to it. Always, always looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, this is it's kind of a crazy thing because 
not bringing up hopefully any bad memories, but the last time that me and you were at Guatney Chevrolet doing a live show was the day that the awful tornadoes hit here in the state of Arkansas. So that was definitely an experience. Yeah, that was uh, that was a wild thing there that day, and so uh, just uh, so tr- so tragic, and it's amazing that it's been that long and. Uh, seems like it was so long ago, I guess, but hasn't really been that long. But either way, we look forward to going back and look forward to having uh, a lot of fun there with the guys at Guatney and telling about all the great deals that they have going on this holiday season. So come on out and see us from 1 to 4. We'll be there as well as The Zone will be there. So six straight hours of 103.7 The Buzz there at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. Uh, before we get some other headlines, let's uh, go back to the phone lines. And we have Sterling, who's in Center Ridge, on the line. What's up, Sterling? Hey, guys. A great last read there, John. I'm sure y'all go have a great time at Guatney on Friday. Uh, great place. Guys, uh, I'm going to hit on three things real quickly and let you get back to the other callers and, and finish your work for the day. Uh, first, I'm the guy that called in yesterday and, and talked about, I said something about Mike Anderson being more animated. You can't have it both ways. Well, that message was talking about. I've never said that before in my life about Mike Anderson. And if I had, have you ever got a been somewhere and got popcorn, and you weren't satisfied, didn't have enough salt on it for you, and you went somewhere else, you got the popcorn, and they had too much salt for you, <laughs> Yeah. and you went somewhere else, and then you got the salt just right, just right, just like you wanted. That's the same way. You can, you can, you can say Mike wasn't animated must, uh, enough, and must is animated too much. You can say that. You can say that if you want to. That's not what I'm saying. I ain't never said that about Mike Anderson's life, but I, I don't like somebody calling in and saying I said something I didn't. Just gonna tell a lie on uh, State Ride Radio. Uh, some people believe that lie. I've never said anything about Mike Anderson in that respect. And uh, and on Green and and number two, Draymond Green. He needs to be suspended for about forty games. Whoa, Sterling, forty? Uh, yeah. How, how, about start, how about start with ten? <laughs> well, we we started off with five, and he did it. I mean, he did it basically the next, the next day, more or less. I mean, it, that just happened with Rudy Gobert. And I know he was protecting his teammate, but he went a little bit overboard. So you gave him a little slap on the, on the wrist and do better. And then he does this for no reason. No reason whatsoever. I, I don't know what he's talking about. That he kind of fell a foul. He, he knocked the man out. Knocked the man down. I mean, you can't... I mean, that's just ridiculous. It, I know what you're saying, Joe. You, you being more rational about it and you saying you're going to say that's part of what they're going to do, maybe 10 games. But I'm just tired. I don't got to the point where I'm tired of seeing Draymond Green. He got a highlight reel of doing this type of stuff now. And it goes way back, and he just never stopped. He's never remorseful. Even though that, that lame apology he gave, when, when it's pathetic. I think it's just ridiculous. And to Rebecca, a Hall of Fame caller, my good friend, Tiger Bait, to steal one of his phrases, she's a tier one caller. She's one of those calls when she called in, I get to my destination, and y'all say you have Rebecca on the line. Unless it's, unless I got to go, have to go, I'm going to stay in there and listen to a call. Great sports fan, great chief fan, and she stick with the rules, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. And everything she said yesterday was 100% right. She was right about Von Lip. Miller was outside. If you call it on me, I want you to call it on him. My only point in saying that was you can't be like a little kid and say, well, he's doing it too. Or when you get pulled over by the cops, you don't see that car speeding? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you do your if you do your part, get lined up right. Von Miller don't have a chance to line up offsides on 30 and 15. I mean, you, you don't, he's, not even on the, he, he's not on the field anymore. You in the lead. That's all I was saying. But she was 100% right in her. Her call after that yesterday, unlike the other guys who I don't even know his name. <laughs> uh, guys, y'all have a great day. <laughs> See you, Sterling. All right, appreciate it, Sterling. Thanks for calling in, and a happy holiday to you as well. Uh, there was something else. Oh, yeah. I was going to, uh, before we get out of here, I guess we have a few minutes. I thought we were closer up to the break than we were. But, uh, I did see, Joe, I wanted to bring this up with you. You see what Big Ben Roethlisberger said on his podcast about the Steelers? Did not. Hey. What did he have to say? He, of course, on uh, his podcast, Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger, he says, quote, maybe the tradition of, Pitts- of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. 
He was reacting to the loss that they had to the Patriots. He says you can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts, to not have them late in the game. To me, that's bad coaching. There's some feel that you have to have in those situations because timeouts can be so valuable, as we saw in this game. If we have one more timeout there, we get a completion. We can work in the middle of the field. All you got to do is give Boz a 60-yard chance. Give him a chance, and he'll tie the game. I like my chances in overtime because they scored all their points early, and the momentum had shifted. But I feel like the tradition might be done. Yeah, there's uh, there's been some talk about that, about the Steeler way, and you've had several players that have commented about it. So that's the latest from Ben Roethlisberger. But Ryan Clark, he commented about it, and he was saying basically – these young guys, the younger players that are on the team, they don't know anything about the Steeler way and what it has been in the past. And so that's something that needs to be reset for the current players. Or if it's not reset, then maybe they don't need to be there. Or maybe, you know, it, it could go either way where you're trying to reset the, the locker with uh, new players and get them up to par on the Steeler way or if it needs to go the other direction with coaching and have a different voice to influence that, you know, there have been certain players that have spoken out about several different things. It all stems from the last two games where they played consecutive teams that had 10 losses and they lost both games. And, uh, you know, a lot of players feel like that's unacceptable. Not only former players, but the current players also. Yeah, because even uh, Roethlisberger went on to say, he's like, who is grabbing someone by the face mask and saying that's not what we do? Is that happening? Yes, you have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on the other sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense and be like, hey, this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold. So I guess more so of uh, the offensive uh, part of things that I think he's so frustrated with. But I thought it was an interesting comment, too, where he says this isn't about what has been handed down from those teams of the 70s, the Steel Curtain, the four Super Bowls, the Knowles, the Bradshaws, the Blounts, uh, all those people, it's unbelievable in this in this regard. So, uh, yeah, be very, very open about it. And, of course, Big Ben spent so much time there with the Steelers and had two Super Bowls. He's got his right to say as much as anybody. But, yeah, he's just not been happy, apparently, especially with those uh, performances and where everything's at. So maybe they can... I mean, how do you reset it? Just uh, getting the right guys in there, the right players in there? Yeah, that's a start to it. And it's going to start with the quarterback position. And not only is it about the starting quarterback, but just the quarterbacks in general that are on that roster, because we've talked about it. We've seen so many backup quarterbacks that have hit the field this season because of injuries. And other teams, they're able to keep doing what they do at that quarterback position. It also starts with a philosophy on offense. They just let go of Matt Canada, who had been the offensive coordinator the past three years, and they do have a tradition of hiring from within. It's looked a little bit better over the past couple of weeks, but do they continue with that, or do they bring in somebody from the outside? And, you know, Mike Tomlin is what's been a a defensive coach in his time in the NFL and that's not to say that he doesn't know offense because he played offense in college, so he knows it all as the head coach, but they do need a strong presence for that offensive side of the ball with the offensive coordinator, quarterback. They need to be working together and, and trying to make everybody better. They have plenty of skilled position players on offense. The offensive line is no longer an excuse to say that they're not any good. They're not like the best offensive line in the league, but they are improved, and they, they're they able to, to go out and control the game at times. Well, they have plenty to build on. They just got to get it, at least defensively. You know, it's always been that way. But, yeah, just uh, you can't can't continue to just win the games or try to win the games that you have been and struggling on offense the way you have. And Big Ben Roethlisberger is letting, it, uh, letting his presence be known, saying, hey, that's not how, uh, how it's supposed to be done. But maybe they can have it all turned around. Either way, we are entering in our final break. But when we come back, we are going to close up shop with three and outs, get some headlines, storylines, things we didn't get into, and then we'll hand it off to Drive Time Sports. It's all coming up next year on Out of Bounds. It's finally that magical time of year. The year-end closeout at Guatney Chevrolet. 
If a brand new SUV is on your Christmas list, now's the time to buy. Get up to $3,500 off a 2024 Chevy Equinox when you buy before December 31st. SUVs not your style? No problem. If you wish you could see a pickup truck under your tree, we have you covered. Get up to $10,000 off a 2024 Chevrolet Silverado this month only. Plus, buy at Guatney Chevrolet this month and you'll make zero payments for four months. That's right, you get to keep those savings for all your holiday shopping. If you want a fantastic deal on a new SUV or truck, you don't want to miss the year-end closeout at Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Come see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville or visit GuatneyChevrolet.com to learn more. Chevrolet, together, let's drive. The open road is calling, and no matter if it's the beach, mountains, or deep in the forest, All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros will have you ready to take on the unexpected. Need the perfect shotgun rider for your trip? Michelin's road-hugging tires have been the go-to brand for generations of adventure seekers and are sure to keep you on the road to greatness. Your next road trip is waiting. Visit in stores or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire Pros, love the drive. The season of giving is here. Luckily, Santa has a new tool this year. From John Deere Apparel, toys, tools, and more. GoGreenway.com has something green for everyone under the tree. No sled needed. Our elves will ship these gifts directly to your door. Cross off your Christmas list today at GoGreenway.com. Greenway Equipment wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Party Gras 2023, Saturday, December 30th, Oaklone Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brent Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Hey, Little Rock, Brewski's New Year's Eve 2024 party is right around the corner. You can skip the line to get in, have your very own spot to party with personal security, and have a waitress making sure your party is the best New Year's Eve ever. J.J. Wilson, the DJ, is back again, so you know it's going to be packed. Lock in your VIP section for New Year's Eve today. Visit us online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. That's New Year's Eve. Reserve your spot and your party. Brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If you choose to drink and drive, here are the consequences. You will go to jail because you've committed a crime. You will be restricted to driving with an ignition interlock. Your actions can cost you thousands of dollars. You could kill or injure yourself or others. Think about the consequences. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into and uh, first off, how about this? Ed Reed. We know that Ed Reed was the 
head coach of Bethune-Cookman for about six seconds. Actually, it was 30 days. But a lot of issues and problems were had from that and uh, a lot of the lack of funding and lack of promises. Anyways, he uh, ended up leaving, but there is a new job opening over at Grambling State, which apparently Ed Reed is in the mix for. Uh, I didn't. I completely forgot that Hugh Jackson was there before uh, apparently things went badly. But now they're trying to find a new coach. Ed Reed might be in the mix. And for you Ed Reed fans out there, stay tuned because he may have him an opportunity there at Grambling State. We know about uh, the penalty that ended the game with the Chiefs and Bills and Kadarius Toney, some of the issues that he's had so far this season. Patrick Mahomes, when talking about Kadarius Toney, he said he told him, just be you. That's all you can do in life and in this league. You're going to make mistakes. Stuff's going to happen in your life. How do you accept that adversity, get past it, and do it the right way? You make one mistake, that's not going to define you. It's going to be how you respond to that mistake. So he had, uh, he still is supporting Kadarius Tony, and he said that the receivers overall, he has faith in them that they can make plays when they need to and get to where they need to be. So a turf war is going on right now in the state of Virginia, but also Washington, D.C., because both of them are in a $500 million battle to see who gets the Wizards and the Capitals. Because as of right now, and this is according to uh, the local news there in Washington, D.C., that it is leaning towards the direction that the Caps and the Wizards will be in a new arena at Potomac Yard in the next several years. Adrian Wojnarowski even tweeted out that uh, Monumental Sports in Washington uh, Wizards owner Ted Leon- Leon- Leonis, I think is that his name. But anyways, he plans to join Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin uh, and for a news conference. They're going to unveil plans for a new proposed arena and then the entertainment district for the Wizards as well as the NHL's Capitals. But apparently the D.C. mayor is coming back and saying that they're willing to put up $500 million for renovations over a three-year period to ground a lease extension till at least 2052. So a lot of back and forth there, but uh, pretty dicey, pretty political there, and you could be seeing uh, a different place or at least a, a different, uh, I'm going to call it D.C. estate, but it's going to be, uh, could be, end up being a different place where it ends up being in Virginia for those two teams. Florida men. In Walmart, he took the register, and Walmart employees said they they saw him walk out of the store with the cash register, and this is in Flagler County, Florida. It says the man took the cash box out of the register on the general merchandise side of the store. He was caught on surveillance walking out with the box under his arm. He's still on the run, and the authorities there in Flagler County need help identifying him because uh, he's still on the loose, and... But they do have him on surveillance, and they put the images out there so that the general public will see it, and somebody will be able to identify him. So speaking of Florida, people will probably remember the Florida Joker, who was very famous for his mugshot being tatted up and uh, having so much tats that that's why they gave him the name of the Joker all over his face. Well, with that being said, the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, the video game that was released, featured a lot of memes and and TikTok videos that went viral and also some viral people to kind of throw there into the mix. And one of them was someone who really resembled the Florida Joker. Well, he got word of it, and he says that Rockstar Games has to pay him $3 million for using his likeness in the GTA game or his lawyers are going to get involved. Now, I know that there's a lot of threats to get thrown around when it comes to suing people, but I feel like this has happened before when trailers have come out or whatever for GTA, and then certain people wanted to sue. I think it was Lindsay Lohan that ended up trying to sue Grand Theft Auto V for using her likeness, even though I felt like the girl looked a lot more like Kate Upton than it did Lindsay Lohan. But either way, uh, the Florida Joker is not too happy about it. Uh, I doubt Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar Games is going to pay him $3 million, but hey, at least he gets some attention. At least he gets to go viral for some good reasons. Florida man, once again, there's a Florida man in Lake City, Florida. He stole an ambulance. And the authorities there said that they were surprised, the pursuing officers were surprised in how the chase ended. It ended when he pulled up at the sheriff's office. They said that he was experiencing an altered mental state and possibly under the influence of drugs. It's not every day that a pursuit ends at our front door. This just goes to show that we never know what we will encounter from one moment to the next. I'm glad 
that nobody was hurt and the suspect was not able to pose risk to anyone in the community. But, yeah, a guy steals an ambulance. He's on the run. The authorities are behind him. The officer's chasing him. He pulls up right at their front door. Well, speaking of uh, Grand Theft Auto, another little cool uh, tidbit here is that their trailer being released had a particular song by a particular musician by the name of Tom Petty. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. But uh, the song is called Love is a Long Road, and it was featured in the teaser trailer. And a lot of people that had never heard of Tom Petty and a lot of gamers are like, man, this is a great song. I have no idea who this is. Tom Petty must be some indie artist. Well, because of just that trailer, the which was released in the song, which was released back in 1989, on Spotify, the streams for the track have increased by 37,000% just over the past week. So... A lot of people are excited about the video game, but I'm sure Tom Petty and uh, everybody involved in his whole organization probably pretty pretty nice and pretty grateful for the amount of money that they're going to be bringing in off of having that much increase in streams. A diamond ring that was missing at the Ritz in Paris worth 800000 it was recovered in a vacuum cleaner. Now, it's unknown how the ring got onto the floor, but it was actually scooped up in a vacuum cleaner and a ring of that worth 800000 that was missing and everybody's looking for it it actually appeared in a vacuum cleaner well this is a weird a complicated thing where uh, there was a viral video going on of some youths that were being very rude and cutting in front of everybody in line at Disney World's Epcot Center and when people were going after him they were very rude to the people that went up to him and they said some pretty horrible things back and in the video, one of the guys in the group says, I play for the UCF football team. I can do whatever I want. And that was complicated, and it was really bad. So it got so bad that UCF football had to actually put out a statement on social media saying, quote, the individual in the video on TikTok is not a member of our football team and never has been. So I guess a guy like that and acting that way, who would have guessed that he'd end up being a liar? There was an incident on an American Airlines flight where someone on the flight had a little too much to drink. And as they were trying to get her off the plane, she actually vomited on another passenger's luggage. So you can imagine how that went. And the passenger who had the luggage vomited on, she was really upset. And she started to cause a little trouble on the plane (laughs) as uh, the other passenger had already caused plenty of problems. Oh, gosh. Sounds like an absolute hell for me. But uh, what's also an absolute hell is there's this new trend going on where people, and they know how they cook different items different ways, and people are trying it. There's now been a new thing that people are boiling their ribs. Yeah, not smoking them, not grilling them, boiling their ribs. And I could not be more against anything when it comes to food paradise like that. The Rangers are taking job applications for someone to protect the World Series trophy. So if you are interested and qualified, you can apply with the Rangers. And that's a simple job. You just have to protect the World Series trophy. Yeah, no pressure on them. Not at all. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Was the month of Christmas and the fat man had a bone to pick. A peculiar problem for old Saint Nick. All his elves had lost their ways because instead of toys, everyone wanted new Hyundais. Santa nearly went insane over the getaway sales of it at Kris Kreme. But when he saw the SUVs of Hyundai, Santa declared, I too shall upgrade my sleigh. So if you hear a rumble in the night with a sleek new Hyundai in sight, just know it's Santa on his 